What's going on, ladies and gents? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I have a special repeat guest, Adam Shibley. He is the probably the most comic guest I've had on to date. Every time I record with him, whether it be his podcast or mine, I wind up laughing at some point. So expect that in the next hour or so. Without further ado, how are you, Adam? I am great, Mr. Sykes. I, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm glad that I can make you laugh because uh, that's one of my my goals every single day. I try to make somebody smile. So that's uh, that makes me very happy. Yeah, well, you, you definitely succeed in doing that, man. Um, <laughs> if you haven't listened to the first podcast with him, definitely go check that out. We kind of dove into his story, his his uh, past, what got him into you know the keto space and just the fitness space in general, his million-pound mission. Um, but you've kind of changed direction slightly since then, man, kind of bring us up to date on what's, what's new in your life. Yeah. A lot of exciting things are happening, Robert. It, it's, um, I'm being pulled in a direction that I, I kind of felt coming the last time that we talked, I was nervous to, to say it, but, uh, I feel like there's a lot of people out there that need the kind of help that I give and what need to hear the message that I bring to the space of health and fitness. Uh, so, you know, I've been a gym owner. Uh, since 2003, and I'm looking to transition out of that. I figured you're starting to transition into it, so it's time for me to move out. You know, make some yeah. space for you. Uh, but it's uh, it's something that it's hard to do, it, it, just because it's been what defines me for so long. But and it's scary as hell because now I'm in the game of online coaching and with the podcast space and and all that and making that be able to pay my bills has been an epic uh, challenge and journey. So uh, it's something that's we're, we're in the works and I'm, I'm pretty dedicated to making this uh, 2019 my last year of being a gym owner. So that's the big transition we're going through. Well, I take my hat off to you, man. I mean, owning a, a gym is, is, is awesome in the first place. Like anybody that aspires to do it, you know, I think the best way to go about it is just to jump in and experience it. Cause I feel like if you want to own a gym and you don't ever own a gym, there'll always be this like question or, regret on the back of your mind wishing you had but you having done it because you've owned it now for how long in total i started in 2003 so it's it's been a haul it's been you know 16 years now yeah and you've gone through all kinds of trials and tribulations in doing that and there's so much to so like so much you know fulfillment that comes from working with people one-on-one -on -one and directly like you have but there's there's something to be said too with the fact that you just simply can't scale like a physical locale like that, like you can with the podcasting and being more in the online space, like you're trying to strive for. Yeah. And you know, you know, I, I you, we talked about my story last time and, and, you know, I lost a hundred pounds and I started helping people lose weight. And that's how my business kind of formed out of my own transformation, my own uh, passion for helping other people. We, we did 35,000 pounds in, in my hometown the first five years, you know, we helped 15 people lose a hundred pounds. And it really got me fired up to connect with people and people really moving into the space. And then you, you and I have talked about this before too. Like the last, the last five years that we've been doing this, um, we went from probably five or six competitors in my hometown here to over 50. It's 10X in our market and all the big name players are coming in. Uh, Orange Theory and, and Farrell's Gym and Anytime Fitness and all the big ballers with all the big baller brands and marketing dollars. And that's hard for me to connect, uh, to compete with because, mm -hmm. you know, I am limit, limited in my, my, uh, 
advertising funds each month, but also just skills to for advertising and things like that. So we went from just like a referral based machine, bringing you know a hundred people into that every single boot camp that we do every eight weeks, and and just crushing it to it's really it's a really noisy space, and that that kind of made me shift to the online space more and, and podcasting and live castings. I'm just fishing for people to to connect with. And I, you know, my podcast is the million pound mission and that's not a joke mission. We're tracking this and people can donate their weight loss. And like you said, I'm not going to be able to produce a million pounds of results from my hometown. I need a, a, a global uh, viewership and listenership to get this deal done. I have to help thousands and thousands of people. So that's uh, that's the way I'm leveling up and I'm way outside my comfort zone, but that's that's you know where all the real juice in life is, is you know, tipping, dipping your toe outside of that comfort zone a little bit and see what it looks like. Speaking of the the million pound mission, man, do you, like what what's your number right now? Do you know where you're at currently? We're creeping on fifty five thousand pounds, man. It's uh, it's it's a grind. Like it, I, I feel like it's going to be a tipping point. Well, first, it's hard to get people to donate their their weight loss. You know, like I'm sure we're we're leaking some out. After remind even my own clients, I'm like, hey. You know, they're like, I just lost 20 pounds. Okay, did you donate that online? Oh no, I forgot. So I'm like, donate the weight. I'll never get there. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, you know, so if you guys have heard one of my shows before, all you have to do is just go to millionpoundmission.com. There's no opt-in. There's no barrier of entry. There's a place that says donate your weight loss. If you lost seven pounds from a tip that I gave you or something like that, then you, you know, put that number in there and you see the ticker go up. And it, uh, I feel like we'll cross a point where we really get people in the rhythm of doing that. And it's going to go a lot faster, but I'm, I'm psyched for the moment we hit six figures with that, man. That's, that's going to be a big, a big, big deal. Yeah, man. I mean, just, just the concept as a, as a whole is, is freaking awesome. Like there's like a tangible place where people can go donate their weight loss and just see how the collective effort there from so many people, you know, hustling out there and, and training hard, staying on top of their nutrition is yep. making like a compounding effect that's just motivating to get behind. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head, Robert. It's a collective effort. And the reason I did it is because so many people, especially people on a, on a weight loss journey, like I was like, you know, I lost over a hundred pounds. And at points, especially when you start, you feel very alone. You feel like you're in it. You got yourself into this mess. Or you're going to get yourself out of this mess. So I wanted a little bit of a hub and it's something that would create a feeling of community and say, okay, we're a part of this. So Robert Sykes is a part of the million pound mission because you are helping me broaden my platform. And when we hit that goal, you're a part of that or your listenership, they're a part of that. If they get some sort of a benefit and they implement and they are able to achieve a result and they donate that weight loss, they're a part of that. So I just wanted to make it something that where people can bond over that effort together and really track it. There's a lot of influencers out there that have big goals. Like I want to help a million people or I want to, you know, you know, whatever people, you hear these numbers thrown around, but I'm very much into accountability and everything that I do. So I'm like, if I put a goal like that out there, I'm going to track it for damn sure. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's where it came from, man. I love it. I love it. And so just for anybody listening, if they've lost a bunch of weight, can they go on there? Or is it just people that have lost weight on account of, you know, some type of information that they've received from your brand? Yeah. I mean, if ideally, if you hear something like this, if in this conversation that you hear with Robert and I, or if you heard something from the last time I was on the show, if you picked up something that when he was on my show, you know, that's ideal of, okay, I lost five pounds from that tip. And now I'm going to donate it. I mean, I, I'm not going to, you know, I, I, there's no way I can police it at all. I can't see yeah. who's donating or, or what, but 
uh, pr- preferably it'd be something that you heard me say or do or an experience that I put on and you gain something out of that and you got a result, then donate those pounds for sure. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to set yourself up for success right here. While I've got you on the spot, what is like one really prominent tool that you've used in losing your hundred pounds that you've seen your clients do that somebody listening right now could implement pretty effortlessly and have a tangible effect from? All right. So I've been using this lately, Robert, and you're going to love it, man. Uh, and it's just an action creator. You know, I'm a big implementer. I'm a big, you know, action step guy. So I know that a lot of people out there get fired up about fitness, but we, uh, we delay, right? It's not, oh, I'm going to start on Monday. And then Monday rolls around like, I'm going to start the first of the month. And we, we just procrastinate uh, launching that their ketogenic lifestyle or just getting in that habit of meal prepping or whatever. So everybody that's listening, whatever that one thing is that you've been procrastinating on, I want you to take out your phone. I know a lot of you are listening on your, uh, your, your phone device. Um, and I want you to go to the alarm area. And I want you to set the alarm for exactly 24 hours from now. And then a lot of phones, I know at least iPhones do, you can type in some text on your alarm. And I want you to type in all capitals, I am worth it. And whatever that thing you've been delaying on just initiating for however many days or weeks or months or years, I want you to take one small action step towards that in the next 24 hours before that alarm goes off. And if you haven't yet, when that alarm goes off, that means you get your butt in gear and do it right then. That's the action step that I want you to take. And if you get any result out of that, let's donate those pounds of the million pound mission. I love it. I love it, man. A lot of people are probably going to put their taxes <laughs> this. Today is tax day. <laughs> oh, man. No, no tax. <laughs> don't don't um, even mention that word, man. As a, as a gym owner for the last however many years, man, tax day sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I lost a uh, part of the waves with a pretty good chunk of change today. But honestly, man, I was thinking about this. I'm trying to be very positive and optimistic with everything that is oftentimes seen as a negative. And like when I was working for the other man and I had like a typical W-2 job, you know, you, you pretty much get money back when you when you file your taxes. And now that I've got a business, like I paid in quite a bit on taxes. And I, I consider that almost like a like a like a badge of honor. Like that's something that I've earned. You know, I own yeah. I earn my own taxes, I own my own business and I have the right to pay into that. So I don't know, it's kind of it's like it's a lot of money gone, but it's also at the same time like a a good thing in my mind. Yeah. And there there's a great book. Have you ever heard of Mike McCallowitz? I've heard of him, yeah. Okay. He's got a book called Profit First. And it is probably the, one of the best entrepreneurial business books that I've ever read. So entrepreneurs out there, especially if you are struggling to figure out like, how much do I pay myself? How much do I put away for taxes? You know, can I give myself a bonus? He sets a system up with all of that. It is amazing. I've been using it for the last two years. I interviewed him on my show. He's got a, a, a podcast called Profit First. But if you're a, especially a new business owner and you worry about, am I going to have enough for taxes and things like that? He has a system with percentages and he makes recommendations depending on where your income and your gross uh, revenue is. It's really good. Really, really good. One of the best books I've ever read. I just bulleted myself to, to make a note and get that book and read it. Um, this, this is the first year where I'm, I'm, I'm doing like that estimated tax thing where oh, yeah. my accountant mm-hmm. estimated what my earnings would be this year and then I basically prepay taxes. I'm assuming that's how it all works out. So hopefully yeah. my tax burden won't be as big <laughs> next year. <laughs> yeah. So. We're getting into taxes on the podcast. That's when you know we're going deep. <laughs> the tax cast yeah, with the Robert tax and cast. Adam. No, it's terrible, man. Like, I, I mean, I, I've been using the profit first system, and I've got an account set up just for taxes. 
But every quarter that I pay that, it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm it, it brings me out of ketosis, man. I don't like it at all. Like it's, it's just, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's rough. I, I don't know if you've been listening to all these entrepreneurs that are moving to Puerto Rico because the taxes are different because it's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, not an, a, an official state. There's no taxation without representation. So you're only paying like 4%, uh, taxes, but, um, I, I don't, my house is already paid for. I don't have a mortgage. So I'm like, I can't, I can't move to Puerto Rico. Yeah. That would be cool though. <laughs> like go. Yeah. Cause if, if you spend, what is it like? The mid, like more than X amount of months there, then you're considered a citizen. Is that how it works? Six months or more. Yeah. So you could you can live there for like six months in a day, and then be in the the states the rest of the year, and then be taxed on the four percent. Yeah. And I think I you mean, and I ought to do that. We ought, we ought to like do that, and then that could be like our content creation hub where we just go to Puerto Rico and record <laughs> a bunch of stuff and podcast, and then bring it back to the states with us. We just got to find out when hunting season is down there. That's, that's the only thing is like, I don't, I don't know. They, I'm, they've got good fishing. I'm sure maybe the wild hogs. I don't know. I don't, yeah, know I don't even know what you would hunt in Puerto Rico. Speaking of hunting and this, this podcast, for those of you that do not know, it's, it's got a purpose, it's got a direction, but we're just totally catching up right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Adam, speaking of hunting, you're, you're a big hunter and we're going to get a hunting trip in this year, correct? Yep. Yep. I'm going to bring you up to Indiana. And hopefully we can uh, get Danny up here as well. I'd like that. Uh, really, any, everyone's invited. Everyone that listens wants to come to Indiana. Let's, let's just do it. Um, yeah, but, but, put your uh, number and address on, on yeah. the line. <laughs> People don't have a problem finding you. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I, I love it. I, I love all the documentation that you've been doing around your hunting trips. I feel the same way that you guys do as far as just that there's something primal about the connection you have with the food that you eat, especially. Uh, like before we moved, we, we hunted on the land that I lived on. So I would like have you know, field tra- trail camera shots of the deer I was hunting all year long. And I knew how old they were. And I knew which one I wanted to take out of the herd and the, like, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved back into the city uh, this last year, but we still have, you know, good hunting spots. And it's, um, it's a bonding experience with, with me and my dad. And, and now my, my eight-year-old son's starting to come out a little bit, but it, a lot of it's just, it's, it's very peaceful. It's like meditation to me. And like you guys talked about just seeing the sun go up and go down and just hearing quiet and listening to the sounds of the woods. It's uh, therapeutic for sure. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I've always been big into hunting, but I'm diving deep into it this year from like a, an archery standpoint. I want to, you know, harvest all of my game with a bow. Maybe not all of my game, but a pretty good portion of it with a bow. Um, and then I want to, all, all the, the food that I eat next year, I want to be you know, having come from this year's hunting season, that's, that's kind of the goal there. So, you know, just really providing for myself as opposed to, you know, like I was, I think it was a Joe Rogan podcast. They were talking about the statistics of people that eat meat, which was like 94 or 95% of all U S citizens eat meat. But of that percentage, only like four or 5% have a hunting license, which just really illustrates the fact that we're eating all this meat, but we're not providing for ourselves. And and not to say that everybody should provide all of their own meat, but I, I feel like the percentage should be a little bit more in favor of the people that provide for themselves as opposed to not. Yeah. And just, you know, the, like I said, that connection that you have with the food that you're putting in your body, like everything tastes better, everything, you know, you feel like you're truly nourishing yourself when you knew where that animal was sourced and what it was eating. And uh, that it was truly like grass fed out, out on the, the grass or whatever that was, was planted in that area that you were hunting. Uh, it's just an incredible experience. And then trying to harvest and use as much of that animal as possible too. That's, that's a big deal where we, 
you know, the, the organs and the, the heart. And like, I love, I love like venison backstrap. You, mm-hmm. you give me a venison heart and I will make you pass on the backstrap, man. I'm, I'm getting so good at cooking heart, liver, all that stuff, man. It's, it's so good. So good. How do you cook it? The heart, I will, I do it a couple different ways. I, I like to grill it with like vegetables. I wrap it up in foil and I kind of like steam grill it with vegetables and I, I cut it up. It's just freaking awesome. But I like to marinate it a little bit, uh, you know, marinate it for like 24 hours first. But you can cook it almost the same way you would a backstrap because it's a very similar uh, texture. Mm-hmm. And then liver, man, I just do straight up like on the, the frying pan, you know, liver, liver and onion action, maybe put some peppers in there. And that uh, it's, it's legit, man. It's good. Have you ever cooked with a Traeger? No. So I've been like dying. I think I'm going to get a Traeger at some point this week. I might do a, a big cookout with the Keto Brook crew using a Traeger because I've heard so many people rave about these things from like just ease of use standpoint and then the flavor you get from it's basically the same as, you know, traditional, uh, you know, smoker. Because like with a traditional smoker, you've got to be constantly checking the coals, making sure yeah. that the heat's regulated. And I just don't have time for that. Like I've got so much stuff going on today. I don't have time to be focusing on, you know, moving a cold briquette every 30 minutes. So you yeah. might get me one of these triggers and just start smoking all my meat, man, because smoking your food is like second to none as far as flavor goes. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And yeah, if you if you get the time for it and you get the skills, I, I you know, the whole grilling, I can handle grilling, smoking meat. Like you said, that's a little uh, over my pay grade. It makes me nervous. And, yeah. uh, and I start getting in my head about it too. I'm like, oh, I didn't, it's not cooked enough. And then I'll make, I'll make myself sick with like food yeah. poisoning without actually having food poisoning. I, I get so worried about stuff. Um, or if I like feed it to my kids, that's a whole other level. Like you don't want to food poison your kids. You're not going to get the, the, uh, the father of the year award on that one. Yeah. Um, probably isn't optimal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not optimal. Uh, but that's, that's another cool thing is like getting my kids into like eating that, that meat that I, you know, was able to, to bring to the table. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Like we, I would literally, the last Turkey that I killed, it was in my driveway from our house. <laughs> like it was strutting down my driveway Mm-hmm. And we're it's me and my let's see they were three and seven then Henry and Hannah and Henry my son's like dad there's a bunch of turkeys out there and it was turkey season uh, this past year and I'm literally like doing like the Elmer Fudd sneak up with my shotgun uh, I'm hiding behind a bush on our porch and I'm getting hand signals from my seven year old about when to pop up and start shooting and then there were these three giant toms out there strutting in our driveway and i just pop up and we, we lived out in the country so it wasn't a big deal or anything but pop up and got the got the biggest one and and turkey dinner that i mean that night we were working on uh, some turkey breasts and and uh, doing the whole deal so that's pretty neat that's the way to do it man i mean it's it's so cool when you when it's like farm to table is great but like field to table within the same 24 hour window was hard to beat. I mean, yep. I, I was out shooting my bow the other day. I had like, a, I've got like a target set up just outside the compound here. And I grabbed my arrows, grabbed my bow, was walking out there to the target. And then there's, there's rabbits everywhere around here. And one like jumped up out of a bush about 15 yards from the target I was shooting. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I'm like, yeah, he's about 20 <laughs> yards away. We got first top pin, you know, and I pulled back and I let that arrow fly. And I nailed that rabbit and I literally had it skinned and in, in, in the instant pot within an hour. You know, oh my I mean, God. It, it's, it's hard to beat that. That's awesome. Now with rabbit rabbits, is it true that there's a certain time of year that you don't want to eat rabbits because they have like a parasite inside of them? 
Yeah, so rabbits are really susceptible to worms. Um, most animals during the spring and summer months are, but like rabbits especially are just incredibly susceptible to them. So the the old saying goes, if there's a month with an R in it, it's safe to eat a rabbit. So like June, July, August, none of those months have an R in it. So you don't, you don't want to eat them then. But they also say, you know, like you wait till the first frost. And basically what's that saying is if you've got a rabbit that's infested with parasites and is like sickly, and that first frost will wipe out any of those, you know, diseased uh-huh. rabbits. Anything you shoot is going to be a healthy rabbit. Good to know. Now, see, dropping knowledge. Yeah, man. If if uh, if anybody just eats a bunch of rabbits, lose five pounds, donate those five pounds. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you get worms, hashtag rabbit worms, um, <laughs> that counts towards the million pound mission. That's. That, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not that. too proud to beg. Rabbit worms. Let's get. Let's get it. Is that are are, are rabbit worms ketogenic and Follow-up question. Have you ever seen a dog with worms that like slides his butt across the ground? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. If anybody's doing that, they need to go to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good. It's good core work though. So it's trade out. <laughs> so if you lose five pounds dragging your butt across the ground because you got worms, donate those pounds too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> so, so I don't know how we can recover from that comment, but <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring it full circle and talk about this this university that you've just yeah found. first of all i want to let everybody know that you are a doctor in your in your craft you have a phd um so adam the phd you want to kind of elaborate on that a little bit man <laughs> yeah i'm so glad you set me up i mean first awesome as a podcaster as one podcaster now another great transition from rabbit worms into million pound mission <laughs> university uh, <laughs> they go hand in hand man hand in hand um but yeah, my, I earned my PhD. That, that's what I'm known as. If you've never heard my podcast, A Million Pound Mission, I call myself the PhD, the previously heavy dude, because I used to weigh 327 pounds. And uh, did I tell you how I, I snuck onto the podcast? Have we talked about that before? How you snuck onto the what? How I snuck onto a podcast, like how I first started calling myself the PhD. Have, have we talked about this? No, man. No, man. Oh, that this is that. a great story. Okay, so this is when I this is almost two years ago now when I was really starting to pick up the the podcast mojo and I'm like I, I really want to guest on certain shows and I knew I was I would be a great fit for this one show but they this uh, woman only interviewed doctors and PhDs and and all this stuff so I filled out her little info form to apply to be a guest and I just signed PhD on the on the back of my name and I. <laughs> I uh, went to a, a second round of interviews, and she's like, it's a I, I love, "Interview process for a podcast." She's like, "I, lo- I know, I know." I mean, it's it's a bigger show. It was like number one and new and noteworthy in health for like forever. And so I go through and and uh, I was like, "Listen, she, we're really vibing well." And I, I was like, "I'm not a big like liar person," so I was like, "Listen, I got to come clean." You know, I put PhD. I know you only do doctors PhDs, but here's the deal. I'm the previously heavy dude. And she just died, died laughing. She's had me on her show three times since then. Like she's interviewed like Dr. Oz and Deepak Chopra and all these like real doctors. And she brings, brings me on as, as the PhD. Um, but I, I was right. I vibed with her audience pretty well. And, and uh, we lit it up a few times, got them inspired. And, but that's how the whole PhD thing came about. So now, now you know, Robert. I like it, man. Well, it definitely stuck. I mean, like when you said that to me the first time we talked, I'm like, wow, that's genius. <laughs> well, you know, I have a good idea once every five, you know, five to seven years. So that was the one. Um, but I'm hoping my next one is this million pound mission university thing. You mentioned that very, very uh, graciously. Yeah. 
but uh yeah i'm psyched i something that i podcast on is like i am not necessarily like like i'm using the ketogenic diet but i'm not a keto only podcast or a vegetarian only podcast or a crossfit only podcast and there's there's i mean there are great experts in those spaces like like your man robert sykes here i like to focus on kind of a bigger picture concept especially with weight loss of where are we screwing this up? Like, where are the those pits that we keep falling into called vacations? And then I don't get back to the gym for three months. Or every time a girl breaks up with me, I gain 20 pounds. Or every time my boss puts more work on me, I stress eat. So that's what I focus on. Uh, and with, with people that are listening to the show, I talk to a lot of my podcast listeners and I do little chats with them every week. And a lot of them are just really confused because we're all really good at, at at pitching our messages out there that we're trying to get across uh, in our own space. So they'll listen to Robert Sykes and on Monday they're doing keto, but then all of a sudden they listen to something that's like, keto will kill you. And then they switch to like vegan on Wednesday and then mm-hmm. they learn that vegan will kill you. And then they switch to like paleo on Friday. So there's a lot of confusion uh, around what they should be doing. People are scared. Uh, they aren't sure what to do. I did a whole podcast episode called uh, "Overcoming Fitness Podcast Overwhelm," and uh, it's it's a legit thing. Like people are really confused. So I uh, decided to create this Million Pound Mission University, where I'm bringing experts in from all around the different uh, niche areas in health and fitness. So we've got Robert in there and Danny Vega from the keto space. We've got uh, my friend Allison Melody, who's a, a vegan, and we've got uh, fat dag from Weight Watchers and, but people like from the CrossFit community, yoga, um, a lot of mindset stuff. And what I want to do is facilitate an environment where people can kind of pick the thing that's going to be most impactful for them, learn about that, go kind of next level with their learning and then implement like crazy where we're doing uh, roundtable discussions. Like it's a true learning environment. Uh, it's not just like an online summit, like, you, you know, nothing against those, but. I feel like you have to go to the next level and actually implement the things, not just be inspired and motivated by it. So I'm hosting roundtable discussions, like, like office hours when you're in college, and uh, I'm meeting with people in small groups. We're implementing on the things that they feel like they need to implement. I'm trying to help them get unconfused about you know the direction that they're going and the best fit for them for this you know season of their transformation. And uh, we're we're just diving deep on it. So uh, I'm, I'm psyched to have Robert in on it, and and uh, we're gonna have new lessons every single month and it's going to be super amazing. So that's, that's kind of uh, the thing I'm focusing on right now. That's, that's the next business project. Yeah, man. I think the, the way you went about it was very, very wise. Like there's such a holistic approach to your health and nutrition, physical activity, exercise, everything. It's all intertwined and, and symbiotic in nature. So when people have this whole paralysis analysis effect of not knowing where to put action, especially with all the information overload that's out there on the internet, having a place where they can go and just, you know, have bite-sized piece of information that are all kind of congruent in nature and maybe have a different approach, but all share the same message, overall message. I think that's key. And I think, you know, the way you're going about it and bringing the different experts of their field in, it gives people enough, you know, conglomerate of information to choose from, but enough where they can see what the underlying principles are and then start applying them pretty much directly which is key i think because people 
you know, they're not having a problem getting information. Where they're having a problem is <laughs> figuring out how to factor that information into their personal life as an individual and then run with it. And I think you've done a really great way at breaking it down and making it, you know, actionable. Well, I think one of my my strengths, you know, I'm an implementer and I, help, I like to help other people implement, but I understand where my strengths are at, you know, and with me, I, I view myself as like a transformation strategist. So like a lot of people have like a financial advisor because they don't totally understand stocks and investments and all that. So they have somebody kind of angle them in the right direction. And I'm kind of like that with your transformation. I like, if somebody came to me and was like, Adam, I want you to coach me online for, uh, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show. I want to use the ketogenic diet. I'd be like, hell no, go see Robert. I've got access, Robert and his information. That's like an amazing resource that I can plug people into. And I still look like an an expert because I'm advising that connection, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what I do is I like to, you know, get with people and say, all right, what are we actually trying to accomplish? What tools do we have access to, to right now? What do you have experience with? What have you gotten results from? What have you not gotten results from? What are those danger zones that keep you from getting results? Let's just lay all that out on the table and let's get a game plan in place so we can start marching forward. And maybe this season of your transformation, you're doing the ketogenic diet. Uh, maybe, you know, six months down the road, for some reason, you're like, I need to go just to more like a paleo thing. Or maybe you're going to do Weight Watchers or something like that. Like, I want to get away from the mindset of like, your keto for life. Like you have to do this. And if you don't, you have failed. Like I have no issue with people that are making decisions and using nutrition plans, especially as tools. It's not like a marriage, like you got to be committed to while you're doing it. But you know, you've, if your values change, if your goals change and there's a better fit tool, like all of a sudden, if you've got a nail to drive in, you don't use a screwdriver to drive the nail, you know, you get a hammer. (laughs) And so you find the right fit tool for the right fit job. And Another thing that I, w- I would love to kind of pick your brain on, Robert, is, and I, I know you've kind of felt it a little bit too, is uh, I feel like a lot of people, uh, experts, you know, people that are influencers like yourself and myself, we aren't helping a lot of times because there's some bickering that kind of goes back and forth. Like, like the vegans hate the keto people and the keto people hate the vegans and they're kind of like trolling each other and stuff. And I feel like you do a really good job of being cool. Like you put up the, the April Fool's joke thing where, uh, you said you're going vegan, but it was just like a joke and it was friendly and it wasn't like anti-vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, I feel like that's, that's awesome and that that's cool. But man, like there's some vicious stuff going on out there that doesn't help because that's when people are saying, oh, the ketogenic diet's going to make your heart explode. And, you know, if you go vegan, you're going to grow man boobs and, and, you know, watch Meg Ryan movies all day. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, like, it's like there's, I feel like there are commonalities of all of the different nutrition styles that if we just focus on those things, everybody can get results. And then whatever like lifestyle curve you want to take, then take that curve. But things like eating whole foods, getting enough healthy fats in, drinking water, lowering lowering anxiety levels, you know, protein and produce, things like that. I mean, those are are pretty common across the board. And I feel like, you know, we got to kind of bring our our influencer community together a little bit. So I mean, how do you feel about that, Robert? I think you're you're dead on the money, man. I actually posted a video today that was kind of comparing, you know, I, I just listened to a Joe Rogan podcast and he had Gary Tobbs and uh, Stefan Guillenay on and they were talking about, you know, Stefan was all about the, the brain impact your obesity and that's the primary driver, its relationship with calories in, calories out, energy expenditure, 
Whereas Gary Tobbs is is more, you know, insulin is the driving factor. It's all hormonal based. And, and both parties said things that were accurate, but neither party was willing to express that the other one might have a valid point. And <laughs> that's manifested in so many different ways, in so many different, you know, clicks and niches. And it's just frustrating for me because it totally just flies in the face of what is true, which is that there's a little bit of truth in everything. It all has a symbiotic relationship. It all has a compounding effect when in tandem with each other. And people are just, I don't know why, but they, they're just, they're getting on their high horse and saying, no, I'm right. You're wrong. It's this way or no way. And it's like yeah. the body doesn't work that way. The yeah. environment doesn't work that way. Why, why should we approach our nutrition that way? And I don't know, you, you look at what we do know, and we do know that all these things can have an effect as a standalone. But if you try to really implement them in tandem with one another, you're going to compound your positive effect much, much more efficiently. So if we can start working together as a team and stop trying to like, you know, push the other out of the circle and, and have like this, you know, king of the mountain bull crap that's going on now, we're, we're going to reach the goal much, much sooner. Yeah, it's well, we, we both kind of grew up in gyms and it's 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 the old fashioned pissing contest where you, you walk in and you're like, you're kind of the big bench press guy in the gym, you know, but all there's some dudes from out of town. He's got four plates on the bar, Robert, and he's out there repping it out. Uh Oh, you need to go over there and show him who the king of the castle is. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm -hmm. this like who wants to be uh, the the alpha male in, in nutrition. And usually like I hate to, to, to man bash as a man. But a lot of times it's guys going after each other in, in these bickering wars with the nutrition. But, I, you know, there, there are a few females that are getting in the mix as well, but they tend to be a little more level headed about, about things than, the, the, you know, the whole uh, male ego is a real thing. But I think you you really nailed it where we have to realize that, you know, keto and vegan and CrossFit and yoga and, you know, strength training, cardio, bodybuilding, we're on the same side. It's health versus unhealthy it's not keto versus vegan we're on the same side of the line so we got to quit distracting our audiences by fighting with each other and you know like you said find that common ground and it's about the being the best fit not being the best program and you are wrong and i'm right so i'm i feel like we're kind of congruent in our in our thoughts here yeah i mean i think you know a lot of that stems from the way people position themselves in the the marketplace so to speak like if they stake their claim as you know this is the way to do it it's the best way to do it no other way works then they're really just setting themselves up for disaster because there's always going to be another way to go about something there's always going to be another way to skin a cat so to speak and it's going to yield promising results for me i've always just tried to approach it in the sense of look this is what i've done me personally it worked really really well it works so well that I've been motivated to illustrate it and teach others how to do it. And if it works for them, which it has, then there must be some validity there. Like I'm, I'm not assuming that I'm the only one of the human race that this would work on. It's, it's worked for me. <laughs> I'm assuming it's probably going to work on some other people too. If that way resonates with you, then great, more power to you. I'll help you in any way I can. If another way resonates with you more and you feel more at home doing that, then more power to you. Like I, I'm not feeling like I've been had anything taken from me if you choose to go a different path. Like I'm just here saying, look, this is what I've done. It's worked for me. Let me help you do it and try it and see if it works for you. If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, 
then, you know, find something that does. Like, I don't feel like my, you know, validity as a, as a coach, as an influencer, as a ketogenic expert, so to speak, is threatened by me with that approach. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel about like using that term? Uh, you, you said, so to speak, but I mean, I've, I feel like you're an expert. Do you, are you, uh, you know, like, how do, how do you feel about labeling yourself with something like an expert? Are you still kind of, does that feel weird to you still? Yeah, it, it feels like not humble. And I try to be humble. <laughs> I'm very confident as an individual, but I don't ever want to come across as cocky. But I mean, really, if you strip down what expert means to its core, expert just simply means knowing more about a given topic than the masses. So I can definitely feel confident in saying that I know more about ketogenic dieting and performance as it relates to ketogenic dieting than the masses. So, I mean, I'm an expert there. You're an expert in your own craft. I mean, lots of people are experts at the things that they seem to be most passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're an expert. I, I call you an expert. So, um, I, I feel like you're, you've earned that for sure, man, for sure. Robert Sykes uh, expert. Well, you've got a PhD. So, I mean, <laughs> if I, if I get your credibility <laughs> check mark, then I'm good to go. <laughs> I've got, a, I've got a PhD in, in just making people laugh and acting silly. If I, if I could just, that's my ultimate goal in all of this is to be able to just like screw around and, and talk to podcast buddies all day long and earn a living off of that, then life is good. For anybody that has not seen the video spoof parody, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> yes, uh, your April Fool's joke, highly recommend. Where, where can people go to find that? Like, just go to yeah. your Facebook page. So uh, let's back it up, Robert. I'm a huge Sally Struthers fan. Uh, like, if if like if you don't know who Sally Struthers is, just YouTube Sally Struthers. She's she used to do all like growing up in the '80s. All I saw on TV was Save the Children commercials. And for some reason, I felt like Sally Struthers would make me laugh. And they're like these starving Ethiopian children. I would laugh every time because just of the delivery with Sally Struthers. Uh, she was just very awkward as a, as a pitch person trying to eat to donate money to save these starving children. Uh, so I did an April just Fool's joke. There, so you don't get in trouble. You don't find starving Ethiopian children no, funny. You find not Sally funny. delivery funny. Sally Struthers awkward delivery is just awkward. And I would laugh. It would make me laugh every time. So I did a Sally Struthers-esque uh, video this April, April 1st for Save the Podcasters. So um, like I got into a heartfelt tone, like uh, here's, here's a little Justin who is so dehydrated from lack of downloads, he cannot even cry, you know, th- things like that. So um that's uh, the way that we uh, we rolled. But if they go to savethepodcasters.com, I bought a URL. I bought a URL. Really? Uh, save, <laughs> yeah. Savethepodcasters.com. You can uh, you can actually uh, see the video of uh, my April Fool's joke of of save the podcasters. So and that's and that's uh, I've been brainstorming and I've, you know I've been hitting you you up on this. So maybe we can get some audience feedback on this. You could uh, uh, just send us some Instagram messages or something after you listen to this. But I really believe in the concept of podcasters going on tour together like comedians do. Uh, so I want to do a save the podcasters tour. I've been talking to Robert uh, about doing like a West coast swing and just like seeing what happens. But, uh, I don't know if that would be like live shows or we talk about podcasting or like meet and greet or a little bit of mix of something, but uh, I want to do a save the podcasters tour where we take this thing on the road. I think that'd be sweet, man. I mean, I'm trying to think like logistically speaking, how it would be, orchestrated and add a bunch of value but i mean we could record 
like I've got all my recording stuff. I can just throw it in a bag and we could record and then we can like publish it, you know, once a week or, you know, once every two times a week, whatever we want to decide and then have like a panel, like a Q and a panel. Um, yeah, that'd be sweet, man. I'd be all about it. Yeah. If you guys would actually pay for something like that, then drop us a DM in uh, an in Instagram. Uh, I'm at million pound mission. You guys know how to get a hold of Robert. Uh, but that would be, it'd be great input. If, if somebody, if I think at, le- at least one person would pay for it, I'd say that's a go. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the, the tour concept and just like putting boots on the ground and actually getting out there is a hundred percent the way to go, man. Like we live in a day and age in which everything is through social media and the interwebs, but I've always been one for getting in front of people face to face, shaking your hand, looking you in the eye in person whenever possible. So I'm, I'm hundred percent on board. Yeah. I love it, man. I love, I know you, uh, you hired me as your security for KetoCon this year. So, uh, yeah. I'll be able to like, you know, like Mr. Sykes isn't doing autographs today. Sorry guys. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be that guy with the earpiece in standing next to him. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll take pictures of you guys and stuff. If you're like, Oh, it's the PhD. Um, yeah. but, uh, that's who that is. <laughs> so no, but I love it. I love looking people in the eye. Like you said, I love interacting with people. Uh, just giving them some of that, that energy. I'm, I'm big on telling people they can borrow some of my energy. If they're feeling a little bit down, like they're, they're not motivated and like, just plug into this, like plug into the PhD for a minute and, and just get some of that energy and, and build up your own momentum uh, as we go along. So yeah, I, I would be psyched to do some, some live stuff together. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. So you are for sure going to KetoCon? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I will be there. Uh, if any of you guys are there, look for me. Uh, I want to take as many pictures as possible. I want to meet as many people as possible. Uh, it's just me. I'm, I'm bringing some, some team members with me, uh, but I'm there to interact. So yeah, look, for, I'll have my PhD hat on. It's, it's, it says PhD on it. So you'll know. Nice. nice. <laughs> I'm going to have a booth set up, man. I'm going to have like some kind of crazy challenge. I haven't really decided what that challenge is going to be yet, but I'm going to have some crazy challenge where if you win, you get some cool prize. I'm not really sure there yet right. either, but. It's going to be good. Let, it, let, it, I don't know if the suggestion box is open or not, but here is a challenge that we did at our gym. Um, <laughs> that It'll definitely uh, turn some heads. So what you do is you get like the, the, the steel plates. Not You can't use bumper plates. They're too thick. It'll be too painful. Mm-hmm. So you have the, like the regular steel weightlifting like plates. And mm-hmm. you see who you can, two different ways. You can say, okay, who can pinch the plate between their butt cheeks and hold it for the longest or who can pick up the largest plate with their butt cheeks? Either or, there could be two categories. We can have weight classes. I can be there to officiate this. Uh, you know, I'm experienced in this. You know, we have to sanitize in between uh, participants, but otherwise it's very exciting. And, you know, I know that you're big on glutes and glute striations. I mean, this really... Can bring it home so just, i don't even know how that, that mechanically would work man i mean you have to like be just butt necking grabbing these plates or how no no, no no you just have to have shorts on you know and uh i'm glad i'm glad you're thinking this through though i'm, I'm glad we got the wheels <laughs> turning but you know you have to have shorts on you can't do, use like sweatpants because you want you know a thin barrier between you and the plate but you got to get down in there and you clench them up and then you you stand. And so you can do it like off like a box or a chair. I wouldn't do this from the ground because that becomes a whole mobility issue. But you got to be able to clench and pinch that sucker and then stand and bring it off the chair. And I did a 35-pound plate. Like that's legit. I've got a giant butt crack. So it's like <laughs> it's uh, it's legit, man. The so clench and pinch challenge. <laughs> I mean, we could even like instead of like weight categories, we could have like uh, – 
butt butt crack height different you know because like danny vega probably has a giant butt crack so we we want to you know he'd be in an upper level and then somebody smaller would have you know uh, a different category we could do body weight you know body weight coefficient you know whatever but it's just gonna get super exciting that's all i know so uh i'll, I'll make sure this happens at robert's booth so you guys just show up and we'll do the clinch <laughs> we'll do the clinch and pinch challenge i'll i'll fly to, to austin texas with some plates and and we'll uh <laughs> maybe, just, maybe we can go to the Onnit gym and get some some fancy plates and be like, just don't tell them what we're going to do with it, Robert. <laughs> yeah, we got we, we won't tell them that they will never lend, lend us the plates. I got to figure out <laughs> how to uh, put parental guidance, you know, channel on on this podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about butt cracks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I told, I told you at the beginning that that you would have me laughing, and you have succeeded, man. Succeeded hey. royally. The other thing that's happening in Austin is uh, my my buddy. So Austin's where KetoCon is, if you guys don't know. Uh, but my buddy Tom Singer is a, is a podcaster, and he ha- has challenged himself to do like fifty open mic nights this year. And mm-hmm. he is hauling me up for my first ever open mic comedy night. So I'm going to get up on stage and do uh, an open mic night with him uh, by myself. But he'll be doing it too. So I'll, I'll let you guys know uh, so you can come and, and cheer me on. I guess that's the same weekend as KetoCon. Yeah, while I'm in Austin, yeah, I'm gonna be down there. So same weekend as KetoCon, I'm gonna I'm gonna get up on the on the mic in uh, somewhere at a comedy club and and tear it up. That sounds awesome, man. I'd, I'd love to go check that out. Yes, awesome. Maybe we'll do the challenge there. Maybe that's the whole thing. You know, we can we'll get it going. Yeah, yeah. I'll put that on the <laughs> vlog, man. I'll, I'll bring my camera and get <laughs> get you on video doing that. Yes. Oh yes, yes. That's that's how we roll, man. I've got I've got another question for you. This is gonna be another sweet transition, man. Yes, um, let's go. From from butt clinching plates to saunas, how do you like your sauna? I mean, think about getting a sauna. I love it. I love it with all my heart. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's uh, I got a single person unit uh, sunlight and sauna. It's infrared. Which mm-hmm. you got to clue me because you're from Arkansas. All right, I'm I'm from Indiana. And a lot of people from Indiana don't say infrared. We say infrared. So infrared. Infrared. So yeah, I've never heard that, man. I mean, I'm a okay. northern uh, Yankee thing. <laughs> it's it's a northern hick thing, the the, the Hoosier thing. Um, I guess. Dang it! Dang it! Um, I'm from Minnesota though, so I, I can say oh, that. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, okay. I definitely don't say infrared. It's definitely infrared. Infrared. Yeah, that I've that's the way I've gone with it. Uh, I've pivoted to team infrared, but it's, it's awesome, man. I love it. I, I get in there three times a week. My sleep is better. I'm sweating. Even I, when I work out, I sweat more while I work out. So I feel like that's, uh, you know, that's gotta be good. Um, but my uh, recovery from like leg day and stuff like that, you know, I, I do legs on Tuesdays. I do a sauna session uh, after um, you know, I get a meal in and relax a little bit, then hit the sauna for like 30 to 40 minutes next day, man. A lot of the soreness is guys. It's, it's definitely less than what I'm used to, but, uh, it's, it's sweet, man. It's super efficient. And it's right here in my, my podcast bunker. I can almost reach out and touch it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I'm looking at the sun lightens. I've talked to their team. A lot of people have recommended those to me. Is it, is it a 110 volt or is it 220? Um, it, it plugs into a regular outlet. So oh, really? Yeah, it just plugs right in. And honestly, I haven't noticed that much of a blip on the old electric bill either. So it's not sucking a bunch of energy. My wife uses it. 
uh, stuck my dog in there for a while. But I talked to him like, my dog really wants to get in the single me. Can this happen? So, uh, yeah, Millie got in there for about 10 minutes the other day. She loved it. And they said, so just so people know, like the research says that however old the dog is, one minute per year is safe inside of the infrared sauna. It's good for him. So, uh, yeah, now, now my dog is in there. Dog years or people years? (laughs) I I didn't, I didn't, I didn't qualify that. I think it's people years. You had to clarify, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole coefficient now. Like, I got to multiply 17. Or seven. What is it? What is it? What's the the multiplier for dog years? Is it seven years? Yeah, I think it's seven. So for every one person, people year, it's seven dog years. Okay, man. It's like converting kilos and pounds, man. Yeah, it's uh, all Greek to me. (laughs) Well, cool, man. This this is good. I'm I'm excited about everything you got going on. I'm excited about the um, the million pound mission university for for anybody that doesn't know. Kind of give them the the. I'll let you plug the spill here. How, how do people go sign up, register, get access, and and get jamming on that? Yeah, well, I, I gave Robert a link. Uh, just put that in the show notes, man. And that way, uh, they can just run right through that, and that'll be the the easiest way. And if you guys want just want to find out more about it, uh, you can go to millionpoundmission.com. Uh, I've got a link on there where we can set up a free 15-minute chat, you and me. And uh, I do a bunch of those every single week, so you can ask questions about it. And uh, Robert's... Uh, not only a participant, he's also a sponsor. Keto Brick uh, is a sponsor. And, and dude, I'm addicted to the brick. I'm a brick. You're addicted to the brick. You're I'm a brick. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you're doing Willy Wonka. I've been begging you to do this for like 12 years. And uh, <laughs> when that post went up the other day, I, I ran around my house and I started singing, I've got the golden brick. It. And I was just like, I ordered 400 of them. So I hope I went. Because I'm yeah, gonna man, your odds are pretty good. <laughs> I'm gonna you order 400 of them. <laughs> I'm gonna, but dude, for real, man, the keto brick is a game changer for me. I went to Disney World, ma- maintained my ketogenic diet, no problem at all. People looking at me, I think I, I sold a bunch of the bricks on like the air. Every time my bag gets searched on the the airlines, people are like, "What is this?" And it turns into a ketogenic diet presentation. I, I start. I'm like here. Now the new bags look good. I can just show them like, hey, go to that website, keto, you know, keto savage.com. And uh, they uh, are all about it. So I'm, I'm slinging the bricks for you, man. I love it, man. I appreciate it. I really do. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to see people, you know, posting about it, whether they be at Disneyland or at the airport and getting their baggage checked or wherever. <laughs> it's, it's cool to see something that we've made, you know, here in Arkansas find its way all over the world. Like, it's pretty awesome. I'm proud of you, man. It's something... You know, I know that you're just crushing it with that and it makes you happy and you got a team and, and all this. So I'm super proud of you. You're doing a good thing. You're providing a resource that makes being healthy easier. So that's something that you can really hang your hat on and hope you have. A, I know you have a lot of pride in it. So keep it going, man. We'll do. We'll do. Well, likewise, man, you're you're making waves into space. You're doing awesome things. You get, you're building a great community yourself. You're you're going to hit that million pound goal. I have no doubt about it. And keep making me laugh, man. Keep making people laugh. Just keep adding value. Got it. I appreciate you guys. Everybody, if you got any value out of this, please go into iTunes and uh, smash a five-star rating and review for Robert. He deserves it. And do let's do like a hashtag like uh, rabbit worms or, or hash, <laughs> hashtag clinch, clinch and pinch challenge or something like that so that he knows that, uh, that you heard this episode. All right. Thank you. Very good, man. I can't even finish it off better than that, so we're leaving it there. <laughs> I love it, brother. 